0: It's time for another episode of the Core Extra Podcast. He had the hair in the middle of his buck and a horn on the top of his head. Big triangle-shaped shiny object in the sky. I don't know what it was. That's that's enough. That's enough. That's enough. None of this stuff is real. I know what I saw.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Attic. This episode of The Attic, is it a man? Is it a beast? Is it a legend? Is it folklore?
0: The werewolf. Everybody listening has heard about a werewolf or a man-wolf or it's been part of legend and folklore for centuries, literally centuries, centuries. So where do they come from? What started it? How did this all come about? So let's take a look in depth at werewolf. Okay, so the earliest, I think it's agreed that the earliest that people heard of a wolf-like creature or a wolf man is in the poem, The Epic of Gilgamesh. Now that's an epic poem from ancient Mesopotamia that is often regarded as the earliest surviving great work of literature and the second oldest religious text after the pyramid text okay all right and uh, and allegedly gilgamesh was jilted gilgamesh jilted a potential lover because she had turned her previous mate into a wolf so that's really the first time that as far as we can tell that this whole phenomenon of people changing into wolves um first recorded first recorded yeah sure okay now werewolves also made another appearance in greek mythology okay according to the legend the son of pegasus angered the god zeus when he served him a meal made with the remains of a sacrificed boy okay as punishment zeus turned the guy and his sons into wolves okay now this goes on and on the You can go to Nordic folklore. um, Everybody around the world has some kind of legend about being turned into wolves. Now, why is that? I don't know. But there are several theories out there. Okay? Okay. So, first of all, let's look at the name, werewolf. Okay? It comes from an early English, uh, from the early English, the word were, W E R, which means man. And then wolf, W-U-F, I mean W-U-L-F, which means wolf. So, literally, werewolf translates to man-wolf, okay, as, as it goes on. Um, how do you get rid of a werewolf, right? Oh. So, first I'm going to give you a little bit of this, then I'll go into stories about the werewolf. Okay. So, of course, werewolves dislike the smell of the plant wolf's bane, and they don't like silver or iron. Okay. How do you become a werewolf? Now, in doing my research this, obviously if you get scratched or bitten by a wolf, but here's one I didn't know. I didn't know they say if you drink rainwater from the paw print of a werewolf, you can turn into a werewolf. I never I nev- never heard of that. I've one. never heard that before. No, Have you? Neither. Even in even in movies that you watch, never I saw it in a movie. That, you know? Let's talk about werewolves throughout history now when you look back at this they say many so-called werewolves from century ago could have been in fact serial killers okay so like in 1521 uh, a frenchman named pierre bogot and michael verdun allegedly swore allegiance to the devil and claimed to have an ointment that turned them into wolves okay so after confessing to brutally murdering seven children they were both burned to death at the stake like witches Mm. burning was thought to be one of the ways to kill a werewolf now there was also the werewolf of Dole he was a 16th century Frenchman whose claim to fame was also an ointment with wolf morphing abilities so these guys are claiming they could rub something on themselves and turn, turn into, into wolves. Were- werewolf as oh. a wolf he viciously, viciously killed children and ate them he too was burned at the stake so for some reason they are linking these horrific crimes to wolves. Now, part of that could be because back in the day, when you go back all of these centuries, that was a serious threat that if you got too far outside of your, I don't want to say neighborhood, but outside of where civilization right. was, your kids could be taken by wolves and eaten. I mean, and taken and eaten. In real, really. Yeah, really yeah. taken and eaten uh, right. by a wolf. And so I think some of these serial killers at the time likened themselves to werewolf, to a wolf because they would take children and eat them you you see what i mean uh, or, oh yeah. or kill them when the reality is when the reality could have been these guys were just horrific serial killers you know what i mean right so but there is one guy i need to tell you about in detail okay because this is an interesting story it might blend myth legend and reality and it also may be a story about how mental health was perceived back in the day okay so during the Middle Ages from like 15th 17th century okay Europe was dark um, full of superstitions because there was not information traveling like it was towns were underdeveloped and people lived near the woods like I was telling you so the fear of wolves was a legitimate nightmare legitimate right? yeah okay? sure uh, s- wolves attacked so frequently um that people even feared to travel from one place to another so people would also a lot of times find half-eaten limbs scattered in their fields in the mornings where people were attacked the night before okay so now this what i'm going to tell you is documented and i'm going to take it right here from this information the first recorded werewolf sighting took place around the countryside of a german town called cologne and Bedburg in 1591. Now there's actually an old pamphlet that describes these moments vividly, okay? So there's a written documentation of this, okay? Apparently, people had cornered this large wolf in town and put their dogs on it, and they started to stab at it with sticks and spears. Now, the wolf didn't run away or didn't try to protect itself, it stood up and turned out to be a middle-aged man named Peter Stube from the same village. His last name is spelled S-T-U-B-B-E. Stube, they put him on the torture wheel because it's 1591. Yeah, yeah, They put him on the torture wheel and he confessed to 16 murders, including two pregnant women and 13 children. Now, the history behind this is bizarre. Here's the history. He had started to practice sorcery when he was only 12 years old and was so obsessed with it that he even tried to make a pact with the devil. Sound familiar? Yeah. Wearing a magic girdle, he started to attack enemies real or imaginary. This is where mental health comes in. After several months, he would take the guise of a wolf and continued his evil acts with even more brutality in the wolf form. He used to tear up victims throats and suck warm blood from their veins. Gradually, His thirst for blood grew, and he roamed the fields in search of prey. So this guy is literally roaming around like a wolf. He's insane, or he's He's really aware. He's got some mental, yeah. So some of these trials, man, were just beyond imagination. And these, this is documented. Once two men and a woman were walking along a road and went through the forest where Stube would hide. He called one of them into the forest. When the man did not return for a long time, the second man went into the forest and looked for him. When both men didn't return for a long time, the woman ran in, okay? Later, two mangled male, male corpses were recovered from the forest, but the woman's body never appeared. It's believed that Stube had devoured the entire body. Oh, shit. Okay. So around this time, you know, young girls playing together or milking cows in the field was normal. Okay, that happened all the time. Well, Stube would chase them and chase him down like a dog. He would be like a dog, you know, chasing him down, catch the slowest one, rape them, and kill him. So you
1: say he's from the town. He's in that town. Does he live in the town yeah. now, at this point?
0: Yeah, but, but, he, but they
1: can't, they don't know that he's.
0: They don't know he's the
1: one doing he's it. He's the one doing
0: it. Then after he would rape and kill them, he would drink the blood and eat the flesh from their body. And that's not even the worst thing he did. No, Jesus. The most gruesome sin he committed was upon his own son. He took him to a nearby forest, cracked his skull open, and ate the brain from it.
1: Jesus.
0: So they finally catch this dude, as I said. They pulled off his flesh with a red-hot pincher. His arms and legs were broken, and he was finally decapitated. And then they burned his carcass to ashes. Just to
1: make sure.
0: Just to make sure, right? Hold on one second Okay so the magistrate there in town He built a, gr- uh, a grim monument Remembering the ghastly incident So what they did Is they put up a torture wheel On top of a tall pole And they put uh, Stube's decapitated head above it With the likeness of a wolf Sixteen pieces of yard long wood woodcuts, Were hung from the rim of the wheel Commemorating poor souls of the victims The words of Stoob's trial and execution spread across the land in no time. Quickly. His brutality, atrocity, and savagery were beyond human comprehension and was readily related with the behavior of a wolf. You see, so people started to believe that these heinous individuals had the shadows of wolves along with them, and they named them werewolves for man-wolf. Yeah. So... It wasn't until the movies come out, we started getting into the movies, that the werewolf, although dangerous, seemed to be sanitized from the true stories, from the true stories of people who actually lived as werewolves, They seem
1: to be tortured souls. Yeah. Don't they? They're not
0: bad people. Right. It seems like... You mean in the movies? In the movies. Yeah. That's what they make it seem like. and, And that... They're tortured, and they're, all these poor guys—they got bit by a wolf. Right, but when the folklore all started, it was people who were probably deranged serial killers—the Ted Bundy's and uh, John Wayne Gacy's of our day. Right, of of now. But the most—the thing people had to fear the most back then was their child getting ripped away by a wolf. So. If you were the type of individual that would go steal a child and kill them, they would relate you already to a wolf. And in your deranged state, you would relate yourself to a wolf. It's kind of like, what's the worst thing I could be to somebody right now? And back then, it was if I was a wolf. Right. You know? So as the legends grow, like most legends, I think the werewolf has gotten more and more away from its quote unquote roots where it was probably deranged serial killers going out fancying themselves as wolves. And then this legend starts. So you might say, well, what about they turn at night? Well, you know, if you're going to go out and attack somebody, you don't do that two o'clock in the afternoon. You do it at night. You know, you do it. So what about the full moon? Well, maybe they only attacked on the full moon because, as we know, the word lunatic is because of Luna, lunar, Yeah. because on the full moon people act mo- different, different <laughs> than they would, you know, out of full moon. So if you take a guy that's already predisposed to be a heinous serial killer, full moon, add all that together, you might be looking at a person with mental issues that – can go out and do some heinous, heinous things. Sounds like it with this guy. Yeah, so the legend just keeps growing, and you have a person that turns into a werewolf. You know, it's a man-wolf. And you always have to remember, when people describe things back in that day, the descriptions we hear now is a a different term. Like if they said, this guy is a man-wolf. Well, they're saying... He's part man, part wolf, because at night he's crazy. You know, he goes out and kills people. So they're not literally saying he's man-wolf, you know. Now, right. with all of that being said, it sounds like I'm leading toward an explanation of how being a werewolf can be misinterpreted, being crazy. Well, I looked up some stuff. But let me tell you a, a story here that happened locally. Okay that could change your mind or change the minds of the people listening. So this story, I've heard it told consistently, okay? So let me tell you the story. London, Ohio, which is about 30 miles southwest of Columbus, okay? So if you look on the map, Columbus is in the center of Ohio. If you start going west, you you hit Springfield, Ohio. In between Springfield and Columbus, just a little to the south, is London, Ohio. Okay, small town, farm town. So apparently this is what happened in the 80s. There's a woman named Diane. Husband's named Keith. So one day, so they have a house out in the woods. They built this house out in the woods. So Diane and her daughters are alone for at least 12 hours a day while Keith is out working, okay? What happens is Diane starts seeing yellow eyes staring back at her through the windows of her kitchen. So she's at the kitchen cooking or cleaning, and she sees these yellow eyes staring back at her. Now, the thing about these eyes is it was on eye human eye level, so it wasn't like she was out looking at a dog, okay? So this keeps happening over and over. She tells her husband. Husband doesn't believe her. Of course not. Of course not. He says, you know, she's just bored, making up stories. All right. So now this is in the, around the summertime. So things start to die down. No eyes. She doesn't see it. Now she's a month later. She starts seeing the eyes again. So what she does is she turns off all the lights in the house. Okay. So it's dark in the sure, house. So you can see out. Right. She still sees these eyes staring back at her. On eye level, human eye level. So she calls the police. Police arrive, search the yard. Husband comes home. They search. Can't find anything. Okay. Done. That's pretty much it. It's over. So about four months later, it's now it's the end of November. Keith decides to make a donut run for the first big storm of the season. So he's stocking up on donuts. On um, donuts. It's gonna okay. Snow, right? Yep. So when he's backing out of the house in his car, he sees these eyes in the rearview mirror. In, in it's not in the car, but he can see him okay. through the rearview mirror because he's backing out. Now, it's snow on the ground, right? So he hops out of the car, and he sees these tracks going up to the roof, over the roof, and it looks like something jumped off the roof and ran into the woods, okay? Now, these don't look like human tracks. It looks like animal tracks. It looks like paw prints. So now he's freaking out. So he calls his buddy, a guy named Dennis and he looks at the tracks, and apparently the tracks are around 14 inches in length and appear to have claws. So these two guys who are hunters, okay, they follow the tracks two miles into the woods, okay? Because these are hunters. So they have the shotguns and they're gonna take, take care of business. So they follow the tracks two miles, opens up to a clearing, and there's a cabin over there. The tracks lead right to the door of the cab. They pound on the door, pound on the door, a few minutes nobody opens the door so what they have now is the tracks leading up to the door doors locked nobody opens at this cabin so uh, Keith calls his father and his father knows who owns the cabin he said it's a man named George who works at the local tire store Keith and his buddy decide to take a tire into this tire store a couple days later to see if they can get a look at the guy who owns it they take a tire in real tall lanky guy comes out not all the way out Comes out, gets the tire, takes it back in the back. Now, they're talking to the manager. Keith's talking to the manager. He wants to see what this guy looks like, right? Well, the guy didn't come out. He just rolls the tire out after he plugs the flat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you think he may know who they are?
0: So apparently there's some markings on the tire, too, like scratches that they can't identify, right? But when they see him roll a tire out, Keith looks and sees the guy rolls the tire out, and he thinks the eyes look similar to the eyes he saw of the guy. Okay? Now, that's really the end of that part of the story. George at the tire shop made the eyes may look like he owns the cabin. The eyes may look like what they saw. He owns the cabin where the hoof prints go up to the door, right? Okay. Well, a little while later, George dies. The broken. owner, the owner of the cabin, of the cabin dies. The cabin where the footprints were. So a deputy calls Keith, the guy whose wife saw the prints. So they go over. Deputy takes him inside. There's nothing in there. There's n- no personal effects or anything. The cabin is basically empty. The only thing of interest is a room that's covered in plated steel and has shackles in it so they find a room with shackles steel on the wall and there are hundreds of claw marks on the walls okay hundreds of claw marks like somebody was trying to get out of the room so these guys theorized that when he would turn into a beast some type of beast he knew he george knew it was coming so he would shackle himself Inside these steel walls. So he wouldn't cabin. hurt anyone. So he wouldn't hurt anyone. And they also found a jar of silver dollars. Okay? What does that mean? Don't know. All of that, the silver dollars and his body, was buried in an unmarked grave in London, Ohio. Now, that's the story of the London, Ohio werewolf. Now, here's a couple of points. I know people who were born in Columbus and moved to London to farm. And I know a couple of people through them that were born and raised in London, okay? I have asked them, and nobody has ever heard the story. (laughs) Um, Now, if you listen to one of our other episodes, I talked about the Circleville, Ohio letters, okay, where people were writing letters.
1: Right.
0: I've asked them about that. Everybody has heard of that. Every, oh this, when I asked them about it, they go, oh, yeah, man, uh, Circleville Letters, yeah. Yeah, we know about it. Everybody has heard of that. These same people have called. I told them a few weeks ago, call people and ask them about this London werewolf story. Nobody's ever heard Nobody's of it. Nobody's heard of it. I even got in touch with somebody at the Madison County Sheriff's Department in London, Ohio. Because, you, you, you know, I, I told you that a deputy took these guys out there. And I asked them, and they said, we've never heard that story before. <laughs> now, I would think if a deputy took him out there in the 80s, that's not that long ago. No. People would be talking about it. I've never; heard, They've never heard of this story.
1: So are we keeping it quiet for a reason, or?
0: I just, obviously, I think something happened. I don't know who this Keith, and, Keith is, and I don't know who his wife is, but I've not been able to find one person to say, oh, yeah, I've heard that story. Now, does that mean it didn't exist? No. Nope. Or does that mean they don't talk about it? You know, I don't know. And that's what makes it unexplained. So here's the thing. It is believed that some people who experience or may think they're werewolves might have something called Pitt Hopkins syndrome. It was discovered in 78. It causes lack of speech, seizures, seizures, distinct facial features, difficulty breathing, and intellectual challenges. Now, there is also other medical conditions that have encouraged werewolf mania throughout history. Uh, things like food poisoning. Okay? Okay. Uh, hypertrichosis is a rare uh, genetic disorder causing excessive hair. Yeah, I've seen those guys. Right? Uh, you see those wolf boys, yeah, you, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, the wolf
1: boys. They're yeah. Normal people—they just got a lot of
0: hair. Right, uh, rabies—even because that makes drives people crazy. Oh yeah, crazy. that's
1: right. That's right.
0: Um, hallucination, possibly through hallucinogenic herbs. Okay. You know, so throughout centuries, you know, people have used werewolves and other mythic beasts to explain the unexplainable. In modern times, most believe werewolves are nothing more than pop culture icons. Now, they still have a cult following and werewolf sightings are, 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 are reported each year. And these legends continue to grow and grow and grow. Now, when I talk about the one in London, was this guy mostly mentally ill? And maybe he thought he was? That doesn't explain the footprints. No, it didn't explain the footprints. But I would still like to find out more about that. And I'm gonna dig deeper into that, to that subject. But the one, thing I, the one thing I left off here Another explanation for possible uh, man-wolf or werewolf transformations or even uh, werewolves, period, is lycanthropy. Now, what that is, that's a psychological condition. It causes people to believe they're changing into a wolf or another animal. And I think you've done some research on that, and you're going to tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, I did do some research on that. Um, The technical name... Is clinical lycanthropy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, first of all, what's the difference between a wolfman and a lichen? See, there's a difference. Okay. Um, And I'll explain it to you, and you'll get it right away. The wolfman or the werewolf changes into a wolf at the full moon, where a lichen can change into a wolf. Anytime they want to.
0: So, that's like those guys that I told you about that have the ointment.
1: Yes. Okay. They, can, they just- can change anytime they want. Best example is if you've ever seen the movie Underworld. Yes. The vampires and the werewolves. And the werewolves can change right when they're ready to fight. Those are lichens. Okay. As opposed to werewolves.
0: So, that's leaning towards what you said that werewolves are tortured souls. Yeah. Lichens, lichens—they can, they can do what they want, right? They can
1: change, supposedly, when they want to. But the mental illness is clinical lycanthropy. This is a rare, rare psychiatric syndrome. Now everybody's heard the word, the term lycanthropy. Okay, everybody's everybody's heard that, but really, there's only been fifteen known cases. Of someone having lycanthropy, really, that's yeah. all fifteen known now there are other cases of people turning into snakes, turning into dogs, turning into bats, turning into flowers, really, even yes, really? but there's only been fifteen known cases of where people turn into we'll say werewolves to put to make it uh better uh the affected individuals have an altered state of mind, and that makes them think that they're a werewolf. And And what they'll do to their doctors is they'll, like, take their lips and hold them up and say, see, see, my teeth are growing? Mm-hmm. Or they'll show their arms and say, look at all the hair on my arms." Now, they actually think there's more hair. And, you know, you've seen guys that are really hairy sure, arms, sure. you know. Right. Um, but yeah, they'll do that. They say, I, "Look, I think I'm a vamp. I think I'm a werewolf. Right? Uh, look at my teeth, and you know, like that, or look at the hair on my arms." Um, and and they'll do things like that. The transformation is really only in their minds. Although they'll start growling, they'll run around on all four legs. And there's been one case where he's offered raw meat to eat, and he wouldn't eat it. He said it was too meat needed to be spoiled more. Oh,
0: so not cooked more. No, not cooked more. Spoiled spoiled
1: more. more. Like, Like an animal would be running around and find a dead body to eat. The first known case of lycanthropy was in 1852, where a man was admitted to an asylum in France, and he was convinced he had turned into a wolf. Again, to demonstrate this, he showed his fangs. He also said, look at my cloven hooves. <laughs> Thought he had cloven hooves. Wow. And he could feel hair all over his body. Now, also the man had lost 100 pounds. Wow. So he, the body, he looked into a mirror. He could see the transformation of his body. Oh, sure. So, you know, obviously the skin was taunter. On his face, which showed his fangs, or, or his teeth, his incisors. Um, sure. You know, so as the skin got tight, taunter, I'm assuming a hairier person has right more hair right. over the arms.
0: Right. He's skin and bones.
1: Skin and bones. Yeah. So he was thought, man, I have transformed into
0: a werewolf. Mm-hmm.
1: But the, um, obviously, he had a mental condition, the mm-hmm. clinical li- lycanthropy. But really, there has only been 15 known cases of this lycanthropy. So it really hasn't been studied that much. But it's such a common term that in every movie, right. you see somebody has l- lycanthropy. He's, mm-hmm. he's a lycan. All right, all right. When it, it just doesn't happen. Right. So in looking through this, I didn't want to go through all 15 cases, but I wanted to give you an oversight on what clinical lycanthropy is. It's a mental state, and it can be corrected with drugs. It's basically your schizophrenic. Right. And they can correct it with drugs, but that is the clinical answer to lycanthropy.
0: Well, do you think that, in what between what you've found and what I've found, do you think, as it says in some of the writings I read, that people are always trying to explain the unexplained? So, if you live in a village where people, where kids, small animals, and even some adults are being attacked by wolves, okay? And... There's a guy that is a killer. I mean, he's just a killer. And he attacks kids and people and stabs them or bites them or whatever. It would be natural to make the correlation, well, this guy must be a wolf. Because they didn't know about serial killers back then. This guy was just crazy. Just Yeah, I you would know? think that would be it. A- and years ago, everything was just, the guy was crazy. <coughs> or the woman was the crazy. Oh, she was nuts. She was senile. As we learn more and more about medicine and mental health, we find out, well, it's not just crazy. He or she has some issues that need to be dealt with. But that wasn't going on back then.
1: No, obviously. Well, if you remember, even in those days, if someone would have a seizure, they thought they were possessed. They were possessed. Or they were, you could flip it, were
0: a, could see the future. Right. You know. Right. Well, we we'll look at it like this. What'd you say about the future? Somebody somebody back then said, "Oh, I bet one day, you know, we will have a ship and it will go up to the moon and land." Was this guy seeing the future or is he just right. is he just a dreamer, you know? Right. And I think the same thing happened with these uh with these wolf men, so to speak. Now, not here to debunk. I'm just laying out the stories that we hear every year in Ohio. Right here in Ohio the Buckeye State, there are plenty of stories about wolf sightings and plenty of, I mean, werewolf sightings. Uh, Almost every corner of Ohio, there's a story about it. But this one in London intrigues me because I have the ability to go up there and talk to people and find out uh, about details about the story. So I'm going to keep tracking it down after this episode. I'm already scheduled to go up And meet with some people. And I have one possible law enforcement contact that I can actually sit and talk to. That I think would give me the real deal. But I want to find out about this because this will ask a lot of questions. Now, this will answer a lot of questions. Now, as we say on these all the time, something had to happen. Something happened. Even on this London story, let's deal with that one. I don't think somebody sat in the house and made it up. You know, something happened. Now, it isn't really that long ago for a story to get distorted. You you know what I mean? Right. You, you, when you tell a story from 1920s, it could get distorted because you can't go back to the source, you know. But in this case, you can go back to the source. So I'm going to keep digging on that and keep reporting back on episodes of The Attic. So look for that because uh, I really want to nail this story down. This is one of the few stories where, I think we can really nail it down if we try. You know what I mean? Well, going back to the clinical part,
1: even if the guy thought he was a werewolf. Now, you know the guys who think they're Napoleon. Right. And they dress like Napoleon. Right. He could thought he was a werewolf, dress like a werewolf with the feet for the footprints. Right. And still go into that locked room. Right and lock himself in thinking he is turning into a werewolf. Right. So he could, I, I, think, it's, it's, I think it's a true story, but I think mm-hmm. he had lycanthropy. Right. He, I mean, laughingly, of course, he wasn't a real werewolf. We've, we don't see too many of
0: them. Mm-hmm. He had something wrong
1: with him, and he at least thought he was a, a werewolf.
0: Well, now here's the part that I left out. You know, according to folklore, werewolves are supposed to be immortal, like vampires. I've read it both ways. They live until they get killed or some of them die of old age. Well, old George wasn't that old. Even if he was 60 or 70, he wasn't old. No. Uh, he was still jumping across a, 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 a log cabin roof. You well,
1: know? you say he was 60 or 70, but he may have been born in 1700. <laughs> he may have just looked 60 <laughs> He just looks
0: 60 or 70 now.
1: You know, and that, and that, when you say that, bring this up, you didn't bring this up. When you say they're immortal, you know, what we know of how to kill a werewolf is a silver bullet, Or iron or wolf's mane. But if you got lycanthropy mm-hmm. and you only think you're a werewolf, well, do you the- die if you get shot
0: with a silver bullet? I don't think you do. If you think you are. Well, but if you... Th- think you are a werewolf you just die of old age or the, cancer yeah. or whatever so, so
1: the methods to kill a werewolf that we know from the movie if i shoot a werewolf with a silver bullet he dies right if i shoot somebody that thinks he's a werewolf with a silver bullet well, the i bullet, don't think he dies well the bullet might kill him the bullet might kill not, him yeah. not the silver that's not all the we're silver, saying. yeah the so silver.
0: who's worse
1: right. a real one or somebody well, thinks he's one
0: <laughs> right but i noticed george didn't attack anybody
1: no, but I
0: listened to the story. Didn't attack anybody. There's not a lot of dead animals laying around that we know of. Uh, there was nothing in the there was nothing in the cabin. Now I'm just going off the facts right, of the story. Right. There's nothing in the cabin. There's no food or anything. So well, he may know. have been one of those tortured souls that knew like. he was
1: one, and I thought he was one. Thought he was one. But if you notice in some of these newer shows, the They try to, when they make them out to be decent people, when they go out for the hunt, it's always after animals or things. It's not people. Right,
0: right. So I don't know. So that's the story on werewolves and lycanthropy. Is it real or not? So Steve, I ask you first, are werewolves real? There's a lot
1: of uh, there's a lot of written history that states that they are real, but man, it's kind of like Bigfoot. Nobody ever sees one, or they get a glimpses. I I would say a real werewolf who got bit by a wolf, no. Someone who
0: thinks they're a werewolf,
1: absolutely.
0: I'm going to say same thing. There's a lot of written history but as I read it, as I look into it, I think the term werewolf and the entity of a werewolf was probably created to explain something that was unexplained. Um, Maybe mental health, maybe a physical condition but That's what I think it is. And I think the rest of it is folklore. Now, I say that with one asterisk. I have to nail down this London, Ohio story. (laughs) And I have to nail down other stories in Ohio. Uh, And I say in Ohio because these are local stories. Uh, We'll nail those stories down and report back. Because my opinion may change. Oh, yeah. As we always say, Steve, the fact that this is supernatural or paranormal And even that it's unexplained makes it a perfect story for The Attic. On the next episode of The Attic. The strange case
1: of how two mass murderers saved the lives of millions of people.
0: Thanks for listening to our new feature, The Attic. Please subscribe, like, and review our podcast, and you can find us on all social media platforms. Just enter Core Extra Podcasts and follow along. As always, thanks for listening.